This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Happy holidays. Not much of a singer, uh, but I am a public affairs radio host. My name is Adam Ritz, and we welcome you to the public affairs show. My friend Jay Baker's on the line with us. Hi, Jay. Happy holidays. Hey, I was going to ask you, was this the Bing Crosby hotline? Because I thought I was in White Christmas for just a minute. Yes, welcome to, was that the right reference? I don't even know. Uh, Who knows? There's so many great <laughs> Christmas movies, and you know you gotta watch It's a Wonderful Life, and you have to watch White Christmas, and then the others you just sort of pile on. You know, you've got Love Actually, and all kinds of great movies. You know, my kids asked me. They said, "Dad, what was life like before Elf?" Great and point. That's you know they're and they're not young. They're 22 and 18, and uh, they can't imagine a holiday season without watching the movie Elf. So they thought, you know, what what kind of dark ages did I grow up in? Not not that I didn't have uh, the internet. <laughs> it was because I didn't have the movie Elf to watch. Yeah. Um, so well, I explained and- to them that we, you know, for me as a kid, the, the big deal was watching that uh, claymation special with Rudolph and Frosty oh. the Snowman and the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser. Uh, that was the big deal when I was a kid. You know, that that was uh, some pretty forward technology. When you see it now, you, you just stand amazed. It's, it's CGI at its best. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I wanted to start this week with uh, supporting uh, education. And uh, the University of Illinois, they are doing this thing uh, this week. From uh, now until December 17th, they're having their annual Dial a Carol, where you can call a 10-digit number and have Illinois Uni- University of Illinois students sing you Christmas carols. Now, it's 100% free. Uh, in years past, they've done this since 1960. And every year up until this year, it's been live. Like, you call in and you get a live student and you request a song and they sing it to you well, that's th- great this year with the pandemic and just how weird it's been uh it is all pre-recorded and pre-taped but i have the phone number here and i thought we'd give it a shot um are you ready i can't wait it is well for our listeners i'm going to say this number a couple of times so you can write this down if you have a pen already 217-332-1882 it's 217-332 332-1882. So let's give it a dial here and see what happens. 217-332-1882. Hello, and thank you for calling Dial Carol. My name is Esther Kim, and I'm the current residence hall director of Snyder Hall, home of Dial Carol and Substance Free Living here at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. Dalla Carol is a long-lasting tradition that has been with us since 1960. However, this year, as we faced the coronavirus together, we have made the necessary precautions to ensure our community's health and well-being. 
Dial a Carol is an automated system where callers, just like you, are able to call in and choose the following list of holiday songs to hear from. All of our songs were recorded by the University of Illinois community. I welcome you to call us back as many times as you'd like so that you can hear all of our holiday cheer. As this is an automated system, we will not be singing in real time, nor will you be able to talk to a real individual. However, you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash dialacarol. Please press the following to hear your choice of holiday music. One, All I Want for Christmas is You. Two, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Three, Last Christmas. Four, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Five, Jingle Bell Rock. Six, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh, I got to go with that one. We're going to do this one. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe She'd been drinking too much eggnog And we begged her not to go Jay, you still here? But she forgot her medication And she staggered out the door into the snow when we found her Christmas morning at the scene of the attack. She had hoof prints on her forehead and incriminating claws marks on her back. Everybody! Grandma Grandma got got run run over over by a reindeer reindeer. walking Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can, you say, can say, say there's no such thing as Santa, Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Merry Christmas. Oh, man, that yes, that, well, there you go. The University of Illinois, it's Dial a Carol. And if you have your, I know you want this phone number again, 217-332-1882 in support of uh, university housing and uh, the higher education system. They've been doing this since 1960, uh, usually live, but this year it is all um pre-recorded and you've got your choice of songs to choose from i chose grandma got run over by a reindeer because <laughs> most holiday radio stations don't play that song anymore they're a little tired of it. I, I don't know if they find it annoying or if it's just <laughs> if it's not politically correct to uh talk about having your grandmother get run over by anything uh but that you know again to be nostalgic that reminds me of being a kid i love that song uh but it isn't my favorite Christmas song or holiday song of all time. I got to go with Winter Wonderland. What's yours, Jay? You know, mine has got to be Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That is a that is an excellent song as well. Very, very good. So if you want to hear uh, uh, the University of Illinois student body singing some of these uh, Christmas carols, uh, you can call anytime, day or not. It is free, and it supports the University of Illinois University Housing. That number is 217-332-1882. Uh, another story I saw that came across my desk this week, holiday-related, um, is about how much time it takes to open up a package. And a recent study, this is unbelievable, Jay, you won't believe this, 43 days is what you will spend in a lifetime struggling to open a package. Hmm. <laughs> 43 days. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of struggle. Now, we're not just talking about like ripping open 
you know, wrapping paper. I'm talking about those uh, those troubling uh, packagings with you know the plastic and the the wire where the the cable ties and sometimes even the product and or the packaging is screwed together with with a Phillips screw. So you need a Phillips screwdriver to open the package. Uh, this also counts vacuum packed plastic wrap as well as jars. How many time? How much time you spend trying to open up a jar? So over the course of your lifetime, Jay, you will spend 43 days trying to open up a package. That's unbelievable. I don't doubt it whatsoever. I just uh, got a package the other day uh, to fix uh, a thing, fix a snowblower of all things, and getting the package open eh, took a good 20 minutes. Well, and I'm sure it, it ring it reminds you of some stories of uh, you. You all have that one person in your family during gift giving exchange that spends an entirely too much amount of time trying to open up their wrapping paper without ripping it like oh. they're like they're gonna they peel back each layer of tape like they're gonna save the wrapping paper <laughs> or maybe they think it's offend offensive or an insult to the person that wrapped it if they just rip it open and rip the wrapping paper uh, save yourself some time, rip it open as fast as you can, because at the end of your life, you will have wasted 43 days of your life trying to open up a package. <laughs> you can get some time back if you just rush through the process. That's funny. So another story uh, big in the news. Uh, I'm sure everybody uh, is aware and cognizant of the uh, restaurant industry, how, how much they're hurting uh, through the entire year uh, with COVID restrictions, um, and capacity issues. Uh, there have been family restaurants 30, 40, 50 years in, in the family that have closed down. And Guy Fieri, who is the, uh, the frosty-tipped, um, goatee-wearing celebrity chef, he raised more than $22 million for unemployed restaurant workers across the United States recently. And I just wanted to tip my hat uh, to Guy Fieri and his uh, team for raising $22 million for restaurateurs and the employees of restaurants that need need help. And, I, you know, I would just suggest uh, this time of year, there's always questions and uh, discussions on how much you should tip your postal worker, your, your, uh, your garbage uh, person, uh, people in your life that you see maybe every week or every at least every month. Um, your dentist or uh, the receptionist at the dentist, do you, who and how much do you tip for the holidays? Uh, I would suggest uh, taking that sort of ideal to the restaurant industry. Um, everybody's hurting and, and needs uh, a pat on the back. And even if you get carryout, and uh, in years past, you are against tipping when you get carryout, Think twice about throwing a couple extra bucks on that receipt, even when it's just carryout, because the person behind the counter, even if they have to share it with the entire staff, it all adds up. And maybe you're helping uh, a family having a, have a little better Christmas than if, uh, you know, if they get uh, furloughed or, God forbid, uh, unemployed between now and the end of the year. Um, I find myself been uh, I've been I've been tipping a little more. Uh, liberally here uh, near the end of the year. And it's certainly uh, something easy to do and, and something that can help out an industry that is really hurting. 
I think it's always a great idea with restaurants because they especially are feeling this crunch. And this is still a great time of the year, too, to uh, go ahead and get some to-go food um, because it really helps your restaurant. So uh, not that you don't want to eat healthy, but definitely be thinking about, uh, you know, getting some great to-go food uh, here and especially as we head into the holidays. I ate today for lunch. I had a restaurant fair, and, and and I did it out of the goodness of my own heart, not because I was hungry or wanted to eat, but I just <laughs> thought, you know what, I need to make a difference, so I'm going to go to a restaurant. Oh, <laughs> uh, you <laughs> no, know, okay. nobody loves going out to eat like All you right. do, man. You, You've got it down to an art. You, you busted me. <laughs> All right. I, a, I was hungry. B, I'm, I don't like to cook. B, I'm not, a C, or I'm up to C now. C, I'm not a good cook. Uh, D, I don't want to clean my kitchen, so I can kill uh, several birds with one stone by going to a restaurant and uh, and throwing that tip on the table, helping out some people this holiday season. This is the Adam Ritz Show. We are underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio uh, out-of-home advertising company. You can learn more about them at Vibonomics.com. We'll have a link to their website on our website. Easier to remember, my last name is Ritz, like Ritz Crackers, and the website is AdamRitzShow.com. Happy holidays, Jay Baker. Uh, don't waste any more of your time struggling to open a package because you don't. You want those forty-three days back. I am glad to hear that, and I am going to go much quicker with any package. I'm just going to attack it, rip it from open here on out with your teeth. Absolutely. Actually, don't not with your teeth. That's a bad idea. No, that's <laughs> not good. Um, as you well know, we love to look at trends, Adam and McDonald's. Speaking of food re-release the McRib and I didn't realize this but it had been eight years since the McRib was on the McDonald's menu no so and there there are McRib enthusiasts now I'm somewhat neutral about the sandwich I I enjoy McDonald's but the McRib doesn't jump out for me personally but people who have missed it love the McRib I would have lost a bet if you asked me when was the last time the McRib was in stores? I just would have said last year. I just thought it was an annual thing. I had no idea eight years had gone by. Yeah, apparently it came out regionally not too long ago, but nationally it has been gone for over eight years. I'm not a fan of the raw white onions on those on those suckers, but uh, you know I could uh, I could use one. And you know what? It's it, it could support. Uh, a restaurant. So I might have to go get one sure. as soon as we end the show today. <laughs> it's making you hungry. <laughs> oh, you know, we talk a little bit about real estate on the show because obviously, you know, it does affect the way we live. Mortgage rates go down again. They set over 10 records in the month of November. Now we're into December, but mortgage rates down once again, so rush out and buy a house this afternoon. It's a great, great time to do it. Great idea. Not a bad idea. We lost a legend uh, this last couple weeks, Colonel Chuck Yeager, the uh, guy that Tom Wolf wrote the book, The Right Stuff About, lived a great life. He literally was an American hero and passed away at the age of 97. That's uh, we should all be so lucky. Ninety-seven, yes, life uh, a long, well-lived life. 
amazing guy who actually, believe it or not, was a fighter ace during World War II and then, of course, ushered in the uh, space race by exceeding the speed of sound in an aircraft. And at the time, they didn't really know what would happen if you went past the speed of sound. Now, when they go past the speed of sound, A, the plane can do it, and B, a lot of windows get broken in San Diego. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> in fact, now when they go speed of sound, there's paperwork involved. Can so, you imagine how scary that would have been back then? I mean, I wouldn't want to do it today in 2020. Uh, hey, do you, Adam, would you like to get in this plane uh, by yourself and break the speed of sound? No, I wouldn't. No. I, I, I can't even imagine in the tin can back then what it, how scary it would have been to try it. Yeah, this was fairly rudimentary technology at the time. It was just, uh, you know, they've always said uh, even a barn door will fly if you put enough horsepower behind it. And that's kind of what the early break the speed of sound jet operation was, was just a jet. It's like putting um, a Ferrari motor in the smallest car you can find, you know, and uh, press the go button and hope for the best. Chuck Yeager, RIP. Yeah, terrific guy. Uh, Did you ever see the James Bond film GoldenEye starring Pierce Brosnan? I did, yeah. I'm a fan of that one. That particular movie, uh, part of it was shot in Puerto Rico at a place called the Arecibo Observatory. It's a huge dish that's main job is to observe the uh, atmosphere and see if any um, radio signals from another planet are ever received here on Earth. I, it's I called remember the Arecibo Observatory. Yeah, I remember the uh, the dish in that movie. Uh, there's a big fight scene above it. Uh, yes, I, you know I'm against um, communication outside of our planet. <laughs> I am against interplanetary communication because right now, somewhere in the universe, there's there's somebody that's receiving our message. Is there intelligent life out there? And their response is, thank God there's some other planet out there that we can go uh, take over. <laughs> and, what? and they might be packing up right now, loading up their vehicles to head our way to take our oxygen. I- I'm not what? for interplanetary <laughs> communication at all. Somewhere out there, aliens are watching Golden Girls because everything that we've ever beamed supposedly is out in space somewhere. That's so. right. And they're coming for Betty White, and I am not okay with that. <laughs> they're not okay with that. Well, the reason we brought up the Arecibo Observatory, that uh, particular observatory has been officially decommissioned. And unfortunately, in Puerto Rico, they had a seismic event, read earthquake. And the Arecibo Observatory, that big dish that you see in the movie, it broke. You're kidding. No. So it's uh, got a big uh, gouge in it. And uh, Well, good. Were... Let's stop this interplanetary communication. <laughs> the bad news is there's no GoldenEye 2 sequel that will right. be shot there. But well, I can't believe that broke. And with a dish that big, you figure you'd get free streaming or something I, good would come out of it. They, you know, they. I hope they had the warranty on that dish because that's going to be pricey to fix. 
Absolutely. NASA uh, says that they want to go back to the moon and they want to take men back to the moon. Believe it or not, China and Japan have worked on uh, a couple of different aircraft that can go to the moon, but they would be unmanned. And, you know, part of the big problem is if you do take people along with you in outer space, you have to keep them alive. And uh, so. Yeah. And you have to return. Yes. uh, Most humans that go into space like to return. There's this weird thing that if you send them out one way, they get kind of, you know, they get feisty. They they go, hey, where's the return trip? Although you you uh, might get some people to sign up for a one-way trip to the moon this year. (laughs) Get me away from Earth as fast as you can. I don't want to come back. Well, this story is for you, Adam. You know, we've talked a little bit about there are those that want to colonize the moon and those that want to colonize Mars. And supposedly colonizing Mars, everyone's itching to do it. Famously, a few years ago, remember, they were uh, trying to get some volunteers that would fly on a Mars mission to go just one way, meaning that you've reached a certain point and you think, okay, Uh, I'll go live on Mars uh, for the rest of my life. Well, they've determined now that if they did have a colony on Mars, that they could create fuel and oxygen from materials that are already on the planet. So that's good news. But when I saw this, I thought of you instantly. The average temperature on Mars is minus 84 degrees. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, thanks. I don't know. I don't know what type of North Face uh, parka you would have to have for minus eighty four. Uh, yeah, I that the, I'm. <laughs> let me decide: the Caribbean or Mars. I'm going for the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the Caribbean might be a little more user friendly. So when I saw that, I thought, "Wow, Adam's going to give a hard no to living on Mars." <laughs> uh, You talked a little bit about restaurants. One of the big trends that uh, people are seeing because of the difficult year we had here in 2020 is um, the concept is called a ghost kitchen. And that is a kitchen that is based on delivery only. Okay. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. It's not a bad idea. Believe it or not, Chipotle is actually... Uh, doing one themselves, a Chipotle ghost chicken, and the ex-Uber CEO wait, is wait, wait, all wait. in. Was, was that a ghost chicken or ghost kitchen? Yeah. Uh, ghost kitchen. If ghost I said kitchen. chicken, I, I'm sorry. I feel bad. <laughs> I think now I, ghost I know. Chicken. I know what you like at Chipotle now. You go for that uh, marinated chicken because as soon ghost as you started chicken. talking about their ghost kitchen, your mouth said uh, ghost chicken. Ghost you, chicken. You are hungry. Uh, I am hungry. I should never record the show with you while hungry. It's like shopping, isn't it? Ghost uh, kitchen. Okay. So Chipotle, kitchen. nobody so in the restaurant. A, it's just pickup only. That's right. It's ghost kitchen. And uh, who knows, some of the new restaurants moving forward may actually be based purely on this concept. And, you know, they, uh, they kill so many chickens at Chipotle. There are ghost chickens at that ghost kitchen. <laughs> It's uh, our haunted chicken <laughs> show. You don't want to miss it every Halloween. <laughs> All right. It's we... truly scary. 
the electric vehicles are going to become much bigger. In fact, uh, two or three of the uh, major car manufacturers watch this holiday season. They'll be touting their electric vehicles. And then here's something, Adam, I think that you would like this, but, you know, I've never asked you directly. The so-called autonomous vehicle, a vehicle that pretty much is a car, but it would just drive you to work. You know, I'm I I'm all for that. Like in the future, like once it's tested, and uh, but but the beta version of that, I'm I'm not getting in that car. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for them to work out the kinks. I, I still have an iPhone eight. Uh, I'm I, you know I was going to get the iPhone twelve, but I know as soon as I got it, it, it there'd be a recall or the apps wouldn't work. So uh, I'm sticking with my iPhone eight. It still works. I know how to use it. Um, I'm going to still drive my car when they come out with the self-driving cars uh, until maybe when I'm 90 years old and they've been self-driving for 20 years, uh, then I'll get in one. But yeah, when these things first hit, I'm not, I'm not really going to get into that. Yeah. The autonomous vehicle is, uh, sort of the wave of the future. In fact, I Uh, think last year there was a Google had a Google car and I'm, I'm almost, and and if it wasn't Google, I apologize. But there was a smart car, uh, unmanned, automatic car that killed somebody. It was, it it didn't it didn't perceive or sense the pedestrian, and it ran right over this person. Yeah, so, there's a, they haven't worked out all the kinks. And yeah. you're right, a, a motor vehicle is potentially very dangerous. And you know we've done a number of safe driving shows here on the Adam Rich Show because we do want you. And uh, the immediate people around you to stay safe. I'm fine with my grandkids asking me what it was, what life was like before the movie Elf and self-driving cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you probably have seen ads too for 5G, and inventors are going to go crazy with 5G because it is going to be lightning fast. So, as you said about getting updated cell phones, not all cell phones uh, can accommodate 5G. And they haven't worked out all the kinks with 5G. 5G, uh, you've got to have more towers and more repeaters. So, I think it's going to take a little while still to perfect 5G. But when they do, things will be pretty interesting. And they think that a lot of your house your house will become somewhat of like a smart house like things inside your house will communicate with each other the example they give is the refrigerator would communicate with you and let you know when you were in need of going to the grocery store you know that's helpful if the fridge can tell that my gallon of milk (laughs) is about empty and it sends me a text or not even me, if it sends the text directly to my e-commerce account with the grocery store, and uh-huh. they and, and, and it in the next day it delivers milk to my house without even me ordering it and charges my account, I'm for that. Uh, you know, I'm not like I'm not saying I'm going to stick with 3G. I I am going to wait till 5G works itself out before I use it. <laughs> I am, sure I'm fine with 5G. It doesn't involve a vehicle, a car. Um, or, or my iPhone. I'm I'm all for 5G. Let's do it. Get those towers up. Uh, let's make my house smarter. Three, four, five, whatever G it takes. I'm all about 4G, it. 5G, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it 
mistakes. Here's an interesting note, and it makes all the sense in the world, especially if you've been at home, at work. Uh, technology built into laptops with better sound and better cameras. Because if you think about it, we're all using laptops where we never thought that we'd be doing this many Zoom meetings or this many uh, Teams meetings. I mean, it is crazy. And everybody looks like uh, scared, you know, I was getting ready to say scared chicken, ghost chicken. But have you ever noticed the, uh, the blank look on everyone's face because that little camera is good but it's not great on your laptop that is true yeah and the speaker i've always thought that about how people listen to music now you'll pop open your app music app on your on your device handheld device and listen to music on a tiny little speaker it sounds terrible and when i was kids when i was a kid you know we'd have these furniture sized speakers in our house to listen to these to music and the woofer and the bass and now we uh, just have these little tiny speakers in our laptops, so that's a, a very interesting point. Thank you, Jay Baker, for bringing that up. I want to wrap up the show and uh, remind everybody about our social media, at Adam Ritz on Twitter and at Adam Ritz Show on Instagram. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. That's Facebook.com slash Adam Ritz Show. Jay, I know we're going to have a holiday show coming up next week, so I don't want to say goodbye now for the year. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be off uh, coming up because of uh, the holiday, the 25th falling on a Friday. So some people are doing their holiday celebrations the weekend before, which is almost a whole week before Christmas Day. Uh, We'll have some uh, updated shows every weekend throughout the remainder of the year. Um, And for our listeners, if you want to hear this show again or any of our previous shows in podcast form, those are listed on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.